7.30 means it's time to check in with R.W. Estella live on the telephone. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. On our way out of the reception for the third annual Bangor Book Fair Friday night at the Isaac Farrar Mansion, we saw it shining all bright and beautiful, this year's harvest moon. And because of its arrival after the autumnal equinox this year, our October harvest moon is bestowing its visual effects for three nights, a fine feature for a full moon, but perhaps one that in our neck of the woods might go largely unappreciated due to the persistent cloud cover carrying over into the beginning of the week. Still, for a nice stretch between four and five just a couple of hours ago, the harvest moon shone fully in an otherwise starlit sky. In the pre-dawn quiet this morning, I mused on the Welsh poet Dylan Thomas's poem in October, the scattered snatch of the second stanza. The morning beckon myself to set foot, that second in the still sleeping town, and set forth. And I rose, he continues a few lines later, in rainy autumn and walked abroad in a shower of all my days. My coastal flights having been canceled yesterday early on allowed me to enjoy myself elsewhere, which meant in the afternoon I might catch up on a few things at home. Throughout this past month, our two varieties of green beans, Blue Lake Bush and Blue Lake Pole, had been producing nicely, with the latter kicking into high gear at the beginning of October. Our meals have been repeatedly graced with these harvests, and next-door neighbors have shared in the bounty as well. The deer fence around our garden, together with the two-by-fours that function as the posts for the monofilament mesh fence, serve as a supporting trellis system for the pole beans. Through August and near up until midway into September, our local deer population would dine on whatever portions of the pole beans, flowers, and fruit were growing on the outside of the fence. Although the monofilament mesh is relatively fragile, it's strong enough to hold up to a brief nose-nudging pressure from the deer. Something about the texture of the mesh weirds them out, and they don't attempt to force their way past the barrier that the mesh presents. Whatever's easy pickings on their side of things, however, they'll tend to get. But surprisingly, for over a fortnight now, for who knows what reasons, the deer have left the burgeoning beans alone, so that yesterday afternoon, in the slightest of drizzles, my girlfriend and I were at the outside of the fence picking beans to our heart's content, at least several quarts worth anyway. Shoulder to shoulder, we made quick work of the five columns of beans while looking through the fence into these last showings in October of yet another year's experiments in the garden. We counted the pumpkins snaking through the remnants of corn stalks and noted that the second crop of snap peas were starting to flower. Perhaps we'd see a finishing crop of them before a killing frost hit. In a moment, the slight drizzle was turning steady. Time to retreat and regroup indoors where my girlfriend would make one of her harvest specialties, crook-neck squash cakes, to go with our evening supper. Soon we'll be waiting another year for those. And before then, we'll have all the textures of the clear rain on the colored leaves, brilliant against a rolling gray sky, where eventually, as Dylan Thomas promises us in his poem in October, we'll again listen and see the alternative, soon know ourselves again through the parables of sunlight. For more on Omain, 